the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black. Everybody. I'm Fed issued a warning about the stock market. There's a lot of looking at it over the weekend, talking about where the economy and GDP may go and how soon it'll come back. It was kind of a Friday afternoon, little drop of a, a press conference. And equity prices plunged as concern of the COVID-19 outbreak grew, reflecting declines in both the investor appetite for risk and expected income. That's what the Fed is seeing. So over the weekend, we kind of started putting pieces together. Um, you know, just a couple months ago, four months ago, Chairman Jerome Powell justified high stock market valuations by pointing to low interest rates. Now the Fed finds itself explaining why significantly lower stock prices might be in store. Talking about it not coming back as, as powerfully as we want it to. Until there's a cure, we may not ever get as strong as we were, the Fed essentially admitted. A cure, a vaccine, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you kind of see where that's going at, the, at this point, I think. Uh, markets are up today in large part because they're saying, well, the Fed gets it. Even though they said maybe store lower stock markets ahead, we kind of ignore that. I don't know why. It's not smart. Sectors most sensitive to COVID-19 seeing largest gains today on vaccine and reopening hopes. Yeah, there's um, that company Moderna. They're a biotech company. They announced that early stage human trial for coronavirus vaccine produced COVID antibodies in all trial participants. So there's a little bit of, well, that's good news. Gilead has gotten much of the spotlight in recent weeks as a potential COVID treatment. Abbott Labs is the go-to testing name. Johnson & Johnson has made promising progress on vaccine. And Moderna 
has some you know big news day on that vaccine front. Again, the positive interim clinical phase one data. It's for mRNA dash one two seven three. It's vaccine candidate against the coronavirus, and they say the immune response is of the magnitude caused by natural infection, starting with a dose of blah blah blah. So the holy grail right now is coming up with a vaccine, and they seem to be still uh, moving in the correct, correct direction. But testing population expands in phase two and phase three. So today's news is a big positive for sure. It's kind of a nice thing. Um, and you're seeing markets respond to it. Restaurants, uh, Cheesecake Factory, Cracker Barrel, Darden Restaurants, Starbucks, McDonald's, Chipotle, uh, Jack in the Box, uh, Domino's Pizza, Papa John's Pizza, all moving higher today. Cruise lines moving higher today. Royal Caribbean up 12%. Carnival Cruise Lines up 10%. Norwegian up 9%. Norwegian has a deal on a cruise next spring that is about a $2,000 savings on a $3,000 purchase. I'm not interested in cruises, but if you were, now's a good time to be looking for deals before the news gets better on a vaccine. Airlines as a group, Delta up 9%, Southwest percent up 9%, Boeing up 7%, Allegiant up 6%, JetBlue up 5%, American Airlines up 6%. You get the idea, right? Big outsized gains today all because Moderna said phase one looks good. It's nice. Did it get leaked? Does it really look good? Nah, there's some questions that like, yeah. Again, um, you could have a drug in development that does exactly what you want it to, but if there's a side effect like pregnant women taking it causes babies to mutate, we'd be like, nah, we can't use that one. But it seems like we're moving in the right direction. So event planning stocks, casinos higher, um, amusement parks, Six Flags, Disney, all up 9%, 10%. Health clubs, uh, Planet Fitness up 10% today. Financials are moving higher as if we get back to work, we won't foreclose our mortgages and we won't, you know, have massive charge-offs on credit cards is the idea, I guess. But as a group, as there is positive news in the vaccine, financials, health clubs, amusement companies, uh, amusement parks, rideshare companies like Lyft and Uber – Event planning, casinos, hotels, airlines, cruise lines, restaurants, all have been rightfully punished as stocks. But now they're kind of like coming out of the penalty box pretty fast. DraftKings big winner this weekend. If you uh, turn on any live sports, you saw a little bit of soccer this weekend, but you also saw horse racing still kind of out there. And every commercial break there was like, hey, if you put in $50 into your account, we'll put in $50 and match it. And they want you gambling. DraftKings is a fascinating concept um, stock right now because you kind of they kind of work best when there's baseball and football and soccer and football and uh, hockey and basketball all going on where people want to you know do a little bit of gambling. So DraftKings stock is saying, 
hey, we're alive and well. They had a good weekend with uh, horse racing because people are bored and they've got these amazing deals and people get in, they gamble and they lose. The idea of betting on a horse is kind of funny to me. A horse that you've never met, a jockey you've never met. I don't get that. That's not my uh, love affair, so to speak. But DraftKings starting to move higher. Management did not provide guidance because they said the sports calendar is materially disrupted by the fact that they're kind of figuring things out and they expect sporting events to come back online um, where you can bet on like the Masters and Tiger Woods and you do a $5 bet and he's probably like 5 to 7 to win or stupid stuff like that. Anyway, COVID is the big news today. Um, stock market got off to a strong start. You're seeing the Dow up 3%. The bullish disposition has not been isolated to U.S. equities. Europe saw big gains throughout the day. Fed Chairman Jay Powell and officials from the central banks, like the People's Bank of China and the Bank of England, reiterated intent to continue to support employing aggressive policy going forward. Treasuries have moved pretty materially. Uh, they're just sitting on their lows. 10-year treasuries sitting at 0.69, 69 basis points. That still doesn't make me feel good. It's an incredibly cheap cost of money, but it's also telling me that we're at historic levels of like, how bad is this COVID thing out there? Best Buy got upgraded ahead of earnings as remote working drives demand for electronics. Have you uh, noticed that you're like, hey, I need a web camera. Hey, hey that guy's microphone's awful. So shelter-in-place orders have limited the entertainment options generally available to people, fueling an increase in video game spending. Um, so COVID's been pretty interesting. Um, Sony and Microsoft are both launching new game consoles this year ahead of the holiday shopping system. And uh, Best Buy's getting an upgrade because the thought is if, the, if we're moving in the right direction, we're opening back up, you're going to see that ramp pretty quickly, and people are going to go to that store a lot to get some of the stuff that they're waiting to get. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The markets are moving competently higher this morning on the idea that Moderna one of the biotech companies that has made it in the news a lot about COVID testing, COVID solutions um, is first human results are so far positive. I can't explain much more. You go through three phases. They're not saying this is going to be applied to massive testing. They're not saying anything else. Who are they going to have to partner with? Because they're a biotech company. They don't have machines to make 8 billion vaccinations. <clears throat> they're going to have to figure out who do we partner with to get this into people's hands. But that's for another day. If things continue to go well. 
Apple saying they're going to open up 25 stores this week. That's kind of in the news. Um, their stock's up a little bit below the market today. So you're, when you're looking at the market, you're looking at the outperformers and the underperformers. Um, the outperformers are all tied towards uh, travel, all tied towards music, all tied towards anything that uh, airlines – I hit that pretty hard in the first segment. If you want to go back and re-listen to that, that may do you well. Dow surge is nearly 700 points this morning. Dow's up 3%. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to quite say it quite like that, but yep. Um, 5G is also a story that kind of had some pretty interesting um News on Friday with how the United States will work with China and or not and how much retaliation will be thrown back for blaming the virus on China. 5G won't make or break this year or next year for the wireless carriers. Um, its impact is going to take years to show up in financial carriers like Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile's model. They've begun to roll out 5G in markets across the United States. The greatest user benefits from 5G are significantly faster upload and download speeds, lower latency, and better performance in high-density areas. Uh, it's helping a neighbor with uh, their internet, and it just wasn't able to click on. And like, it was frustrating because an elderly person um, wants it just to work. And 5G is one of those technology that it just works better than you imagined. Almost like electricity where, I don't know, how does it get from the street into my refrigerator? I'm just happy it does. Don't even ask me to do what an electrician does. It's one of the few jobs that scares the bejesus out of me. Verizon is bet on high frequencies known as millimeter wave. Um, so again, you're starting to hear more and more about some of the things that are not tied towards COVID that may be sexy and attractive on Wall Street. Dish Networks is going to get into the market. They've been scooping up regulator-required divestments from the Sprint T-Mobile deal. And they're basically building a satellite TV firm from scratch. It's going to take several years to have 5G network uh, that rivals those of the existing carriers like AT&T. Keep in mind, AT&T... And Verizon were kind of broken up from AT&T with Pac Bell and Southwest Bell and Bell South and all the bells across the country. Um, so for a year, I mean, we've had what phone service for since the Pony Express when we started sending telegrams. So that's a positive um, that they had a head start. I don't know. It's uh, just throw that out there for you. I almost feel like AT&T and Verizon are, are no-brainer investments if you think we're going to continue to get electronic digital distribution for the foreseeable future. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, it's a bit of a stock picker's market. After we get through these whooshes up and whooshes down, you're going to want to figure out who was able to, to – get through the economic softness the best. So over the weekend that India leads the world in new virus cases for a second straight day. 
the story is still pretty shocking out there. Moderna reports positive vaccine news. Dow source 700 points. It's one of those big days where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what am I going to do for the rest of the day? Um, don't worry. Be happy. That's roughly the message from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. He spoke to 60 Minutes last night, striking an optimistic tone about the Fed's ability to support the market during the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot going on last night on uh, 60 Minutes. That's one of those shows that does move the markets. The U.S. auto parts industry is hurting. Listen to this. Think about this just for just a second. Roughly 80 days ago, I don't even know anymore. I'm talking to a volleyball right now in my home. I've got a beard so long, it's ridiculous. But I stopped driving. I was easily putting on 1,000 miles a month. So in the last two, three months, I've probably saved 3,000 to 4,000 miles. With that said, my car's going to break down less. With that said, there was probably a lot fewer breakdowns in the last three months. With that said... The auto parts industry is struggling a bit. Um, $20 billion to $25 billion is what it needs to stay afloat from the government. You're like, wait, 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 wait. That jumped kind of hard. I know, right? So now that some auto uh, plants have started to reopen, there's a particular strain on part makers' cash flow. That's because making car parts is capital intensive. And many manufacturers saved by furloughing workers and halting production. But now orders are coming in. Overhead costs and payrolls need to be paid out. Um, auto industry struggling. J.C. Penney's. I hit this on Friday, and I never want to say that I didn't hit it hard enough. J.C. Penney's um, filed for bankruptcy. So they said that their lending commitments uh, totaled $900 million, including $450 million in new money just to keep some operations going during bankruptcy. Is that what you would refer to as Amazon killed that company? Is it because millennials don't like going to malls as much as baby boomers and Generation Xers did? Uh, JCPenney is not relevant. I don't ever look at something like that and go, ooh, that's attractive. Um, I think there was a shift away from malls. I think malls had their golden age, and um, that would have been said said tied towards it. Uh, again, J.C. was around, unfortunately, for unlike uh, like the AT and T's and the Verizons around Billy the Kid times, right? Uh, the Pony Express times. It's been around a long time, and it's time to let it go. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, CFP, Chad Burton, myself, have put a lot of work into putting together some nice downloadables that you can get for free right here, right now, by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Yeah, so 
I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money and more. Thanks for listening to the show. This is one of those days where we're getting a big move and you go, oh, oh, um, um, I like looking at the stories that are moving the markets. I find that uh, interesting on a day-by-day basis. I don't really care where the markets are on a day-by-day basis, but I like the stories that move them. It kind of helps me paint a bigger picture of my investment thesis. Um, I love the stories in the Wall Street Journal. I like to read the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Barron's. Financial Times are my go-to published publications that you can find quote-unquote and understand. Then you start getting into like a Bloomberg uh, machine when you're starting to look at stuff that's published in the financial markets. You have to have access to information if you're going to invest and, and watch the stuff. If you're going to get into a diversified product and play video games all weekend, that's fine. Just be more passive as an investor. Passive means you can have less research if you're going with kind of the research up front versus active where you're going to need to be up to date on a day-by-day basis on your, your holdings. Uh, the Wall Street Journal had a real fun piece today where they visited three malls in three states over the weekend. And they were just interested in what coronavirus looks in like in different states, how many people are wearing masks. There's a plea that men tend not to wear masks because we're masculine, which for the record, I'm yeah, I just don't want to get beat up by someone for not wearing a mask. So I wear my mask, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Americans in Ohio, Texas, and Georgia were all eager to get out of their homes, and they went to the mall. And again, one of the very first stories I did today was about JCPenney's failing and going bankrupt because we're not going to the mall. And interesting, at a time where COVID is a headline-grabbing story, should we be a lock in our economy or not, um, it's interesting to see people say, let's go to the mall. That's how they were expressing their their, their freedom to move about. Uh, some people are doing it on the golf course. Some people are doing it on the beach. But malls are popular. So that should be popular and good for Macy's and Dilliards and Apple and companies that have stores in malls. A lot of U.S. malls are struggling to attract shoppers and keep tenants before the coronavirus pandemic started. It probably is going to get worse. Um as many longer term, our, our idea is like, just get Instacart, have it come to us. We don't need to go there. Foot traffic during the first week of May fell an average of 83% compared with last year at a handful of reopened malls in seven states. So there is some activity at malls. And trying to simplify it for you in the dumbest way possible is to say that March, we saw real softness in the U.S. economic activity, just even on like satellite images of pollution. It, we were ghosted in March. Uh, April, you heard corporations start reporting that they're starting to see a little pickup. Now that we're in May and people are going to the malls, you're not going to see the old economy. We're not going to go back to those levels of employment for a long time. But... Um, there will be some economic data. So the idea should be that things should not get more worse in headlines. Right? Now, this is kind of interesting is since we've been sheltering in place, health officials now are starting to talk about, you know, going to mall is not a bad thing and you may get the, the flu and die, but you're also getting some exercise. 
where for a little bit too long you've been saying, well, I'm just going to stay on the couch all day because I don't want to go to the mall. I could die there. So obesity and hypertension and diabetes are all things that are adding to the burden going back to work down the road. U.S. death toll is uh, approaching 90,000. That's a pretty big number. Um, the big story of the day is the markets are way higher because the big story of the day is that Moderna has seen some antibodies developed in people who have gotten the, uh, their testing vaccinated phase one trial you know, injection. So that's positive. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, some of the top stories of the day. Excuse me, my mouth went incredibly dry there for uno momento. Um, this weekend, we watched German soccer. And I know you're saying German soccer. Yeah, there's different leagues. German has the league. English has the Premier League. United States is kind of like a little bit better than college, a little bit worse than Premier League kind of thing going on, or a lot worse than Premier League. We don't have a good soccer. Uh, but anyway, that, I'm digressing. We watched German soccer on sports, and it was competitive, and we saw what it's like to not have people in the crowds. I'm okay with it. I kind of like what the sports are doing to tinker with um, – no crowd. For instance, when the NFL did their draft and they did a lot of Zoom flashouts, they they showed a lot of a lot of true fans in their living room, you know, losing their their minds over who got drafted. And it was I got the fan experience. I got to see like, ooh boy, that's fun. I wish I was there. Um, I wish I liked the New York Giants that much. I don't. But German soccer returns from COVID lockdowns and had huge ratings for Fox. There's conspiracy theory. You know, we're all coming up with conspiracy theories. Do you think the German soccer league said, you know, those Americans must be bored over there. Let's uh, get our teams back together because we can sell more jerseys. So it's all starting to open back up, and now we're starting to see what it looks like. Um, and I think it's going to be in phases. I think that's fair to say. Handling no crowd is a lot easier for the security guards and the healthcare officials at a stadium than handling a crowd of 10%, 20%, 50%. The return of the Bundesliga soccer, huge positive. You know the one I'm going to be looking for, and I'll look at for it maybe during the next break, is how did that Scooby-Doo? If you've been locked up and you've been turning on your TV, you've seen commercials for Scooby-Doo's coming to your, your TV. Because you can't go to the theater, it's $25 to own it or $20 to rent it. Now, we've already seen one company come out and piss off the movie theater chains by releasing Trolls 2. Um, not in a theater. The chains are like, we're pissed at you because we spend so much money making your your product look good and like getting people into this. Uh, I get it, but you know, even if you did watch Scooby Doo, and I'll I'll take a look for the numbers because um, how much are we changing? How much are we willing to say twenty dollars? Because anytime I take you know family to a movie, it ain't cheap. If you're going on a date with one person and you're the financial payer. Or if you're taking a family of four and you're the financial, it is you're gonna run it easily a hundred dollars pretty quickly if each kid gets popcorn, each kid gets soda, each kid gets like diabetes while they're watching the movie, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Home builder confidence is rising in May. 
home builders are loving the low interest rates and they're loving the fact that people are sheltering. Um, we're not building. So we're telling workers, you know, yeah, you know, instead of having five work crews on a, a property at once, maybe one. So that's changed ever so slightly in, in that direction. So uh, Chairman Powell on Friday said the stock market could fall a lot, and Wall Street's rewarding it and pushing the stock market higher, which is great. Um, and that's how it works. India leads the world for the second straight day of cases. Uh, Mumbai, um, very, well, I think it's the world's most dense city as far as population goes. It was a year ago or two years ago, so I'm assuming that uh, still holds true. Um, a lot going on with SoftBank. Now, let's talk a little bit about SoftBank because they were showing us that there was a problem heading into this year. But COVID made all problems a little bit like pushed to the back. But that doesn't mean SoftBank won't have problems. They just reported record losses as the coronavirus pandemic compounded woes caused by the investment in trouble often um, talked about. We work, you know, they were one of those companies that SoftBank has a uh, CEO co-founder. His name is Jack Ma. He's going to resign as director of the board next month. But um, SoftBank has a uh, a mindset of something called a vision fund, and this vision fund will tell you exactly what was wrong. They lost 1.9 trillion yen in the quarter. Uh, business condition. They they invest in in startups like Uber and Lyft, and they're like they're thrilled to do it, and they'll be like ten of them. Keep in mind, a lot of these startups that are high profile never make it. Investing in venture capital is incredibly risky. And a lot of times you get involved and you're like, hey, I'll invest in this uh, vitamin supplement or I'll invest in this, um, you know, milk from a llama. And then you're like, hey, it's going good. It's going good. I get good reports. And your money just sits there and does nothing. It's gone. And you're like, where did my money go? And you start getting freaked out. And then you invest there. You're like, oh, we need more money. So unless you want to lose your first investment, you have to do a second investment. And you're like, whoa. So venture capital is not as easy as you think it is. And SoftBank got into a problem with a company called WeWork. Where it was almost as if, as a, a nation of investors, we're, we were stupid. And we, we kind of bit that, that message that we work all they did was they'd get into a building, they'd get a lease, and they'd sublease the lease. And so they'd get a big office space and they would try to like make it into the perfect office space for startups. So they were a startup who put people in startup scenarios and office spaces, and it just wasn't very smart when we thought back on it. But venture capital is was a problem last year. We started seeing companies like Uber and Lyft not perform like we wanted to pre-COVID. So we're, I'm not going to say we're lucky where we are at this point in time, but there were problems heading into the year before COVID, and COVID obviously shut down the economy, which shut us down potential returns in the stock market in the short term. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. In a very non-Disney kind of way, they made a little bit of news this weekend by saying, you know, we're going to be opening up some resorts. Some of the shopping first, some of the hotels probably last. I don't how much capacity the crowds. They're they're developing that plan. <clears throat> but they're getting ready to start opening up some of the, I guess, storefronts. <clears throat> very, 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 very small portion. But one of the things is they've developed a sign that basically says there's an inherent COVID exposure risk in the United States in public places. And it's an extremely contagious disease. And if you visit any Walt Disney World Resort, you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. <clears throat> so they're putting up signs. Is that the new norm? Is that just to protect their butts legally? I found it interesting because it's so anti-Disney, right? <clears throat> your kids may die here. Enter at your own risk. That's their image getting a little bit of a hit. Costco is seeing crowds go down a little bit, so the emergency hoarding is thought to be um, tapering off. Apples are set to reopen 25 U.S. stores this week. There's expected to be a meat shortage throughout the summer. Throwing that out there just in case that <clears throat> sparks something in you're like, oh boy. One of the um, areas of interest to me is how are they going to get kids back in school? If you know one thing about America is that we are opinionated. <laughs> we have good opinions and we have bad opinions and we have opinions that we're going to go to our death with. Gun control. Will there ever be a resolution? I don't think so. Um, Canada has a mass shooting. They're worse than 25 years. One week later, assault weapons are banned. You try to have that conversation in the United States and it's just it's like a non-starter. But um, taking a look at you know the market conditions and taking a look at when do we get kids back to school? Because parents are different with kids. How many kids are going to be in one class? How often is it going to be cleaned? For instance, I saw a report out of the airline industry that talked about how you're going to see stewardesses absolutely everywhere and wearing masks. Most people wearing gloves. But you're also going to see a janitor now walk through the airplane while you're flying and clean while in air. Interesting, right? What do things look like? And I just don't see schools. I can't. I still can't wrap my head around that one. I will give – I'm going to tell you, I'm, uh, I'm involved in the stock market. I went – I raised a little cash last year. I got a little more conservative, but not material. So I'm I'm comfortable with that. Not everyone is. And when I guess that you could say I'll, I'll feel better about the world when I see they figure out a plan for students. Um, what are schools going to look like? It's going to be some, some distance learning next year. How many teachers quit this year? They've had enough with the system. Don't sign a contract for next year. Um, they didn't sign up for this. They wanted to be a school teacher at a school, not a school teacher at a computer. Um, what do we do with the anti-vaxxers when there's a vaccine? What do we do when, if there's no vaccine? 
what do we do when there is a vaccine that's that's in place? Do we go back to less telecommuting? Will telecommuting make a teacher's salary even less relevant or will it make it more relevant if they know how to use the equipment? I one of my fears is that <clears throat> and this is a good fear because I think this is awesome for college. I don't know how it is for elementary school, but for college we it looks like this could be a shift that kind of breaks the cost of college for the first time ever. Since I was a kid, every single year, cost of college seems to go up. And I think, yes, the cost of college at a four-year school with uh, noted celebrity professors will continue to go up. But the second-tier and third-tier schools where you can do a lot of their coursework online – they don't necessarily have great facilities. They don't necessarily have great uh, professors. That could shock the system and lower price of, of college, and I think that would be good for our society. <clears throat> I think it would be bad for young people because I think any college experience is kind of a rite of passage in the United States, and I guess I'm still sticking with that, even though that sounds a little dated. Yeah, young people should learn how to go to frat parties and get really drunk and find their way home without dying. It's a rite of passage, man. Um, Friday is the last day that California wildfire victims, if you've had your TV on, you might have seen the PG&E commercials where they're like, my house burned down and I'm voting yes because I'll get stuck from the company. Otherwise, I could get nothing. So PG&E, wildfires, power lines, forests. I've got neighbors who are uh, – they have a mountain property and they have problems with their cable all the time. And they're like, well, our cable TV goes on and off and away. Our, our internet goes on. I'm like, you live in the mountains. Makes sense. I don't know how PG, uh, PG&D got on the hook for having power lines that deliver power. But then when a tree hits a power line, it catches on fire and burns down other people's homes. They're on the hook, but they can't raise prices as they want. I don't like that. But that's me. I don't like a semi-regulated company to be publicly traded. They just that bothers me. PG&E is holding its um, it's wrapping up its bankruptcy hearing now. Now again, I bring PG&E up because wildfires doesn't that seem so long ago in the news cycle? <clears throat> and it's really a 2017-2018 story. Now there's a state wildfire fund that's going to help pay for future wildfire cost, which a state wildfire fund isn't what it sounds like. It's, it's our tax money kind of bailing out these guys in the future. Um, and I don't really have an opinion on it. But one analyst is saying it's a $15 stock because they're about to come ready out of bankruptcy. It's around $11 right now. So he sees nice upside from 11 to 15 I throw that out there because I think it's got a lot of compelling storylines to COVID. It's got a lot of compelling storylines to lawsuits. What do you invest in? Remember the news from just a couple of years ago? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.